Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, it's hour number three here on Home and Home. Time flying on a busy football Tuesday. Home and Home Radio.com Sports Original. We are brought to you by ZipRecruiter, the smartest Wait to hire. Try ZipRecruiter for free. Right now, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. A lot to get to in this final hour. What we do here on Home and Home, we come from our homes. We bring in your home football markets. We'll go to Pittsburgh in just a bit. No Antonio Brown, no Le'Veon Bell, and now no Big Ben, a new era for Pittsburgh football. Also, major news out of New Orleans. What does life look like for six weeks without Drew Brees? For the second time in his storied career, injured and will miss time. But first, let's talk about a big performance by the Cleveland Browns last night. They can breathe a sigh of relief for now, but they got a long road ahead. 23-3, they route the Jets, who are injury-depleted to say the least and searching for answers. Ross Tucker was on the sideline for this performance by Odell Beckham Jr., who had a one-headed catch, who had an 89-yard touchdown that broke the back of the Jets, and who wore a $2 million watch in pregame. Ross Tucker, we'll just give you the blank slate. What struck you the most in this Browns route? Well, it's funny, too, because we're showing a great picture for those of you that are watching, and of course, you always can watch the show Home and Home on the Radio.com app or over at Radio.com slash home as well. We're showing a tremendous still shot of Odell making the catch. You can't see me in the background, Dave, but I was right there. If you're looking at the picture that we're talking about, <laughs> I was right to the right of that. I mean, I was right there. And what struck me about it more than anything is poor Nate Harrison. I mean, that guy had really good coverage. He couldn't yeah. have possibly had better coverage. It was a tremendous throw by Baker Mayfield, who I don't think, by the way, played all that well. He has not been impressive through the first two weeks of the season. I think, you know, I don't know if the hype has gotten to him or whatever, but I, I have uh, been less than impressed with Baker Mayfield through two weeks. And I guess that would probably be one of the things that jumps out to me, Dave. I mean, the Jets were just so outmanned. Trevor Simeon's a quarterback. He didn't look great until he suffered what appeared to be a significant injury from the aforementioned Miles Garrett to his ankle. Luke Falk, who they just signed off the practice squad yesterday, came in and... He was actually okay. Luke Falk was okay. The Jets' offensive line is a disaster. It's hard to believe with all those veterans up there that they can play that poorly. But my point is, is I didn't think the Browns were all that impressive, which is weird to say about a team that won by 20 points 
on the road in an NFL game, and maybe I'm being too hard on the Browns. Maybe I should just give them credit for that 20-point win. But, you know, the Jets didn't have Quinn and Williams. They didn't have C.J. Mosley. It just felt like an outman bunch. And really, the, the Browns struggled to move the football. With the exception of that unbelievable catch by Odell Beckham Jr., and in the second half, the 89-yard catch and run, the, the, the Browns really didn't move the ball all that well against the Jets. So, and I, I don't know, I just, I, w- I, I did not come away from it, I don't know about you, Dave, but I did not come away from it being overly impressed by the Browns. I do think their offensive line looked better this week than it did the week before. What really jumped out to me is probably Odell Beckham Jr.'s performance as well as just everything about that guy. And then Miles Garrett, who such a monster interviewing him after the game. He had three sacks, five quarterback hits, two roughing the passer penalties. I mean, he was just he was just out there, you know, kicking ass and taking names and not really caring. And with all the stuff in the pre-draft process, Dave, about him liking dinosaurs and all this stuff. I didn't know he had it in him, man, but he's got the dog in him. I mean, when he is out there, he is playing for keeps. I respect that. And I guess the other thing that jumped out to me is just Odell before the game wore like these purple armbands uh, and and purple and, and yellow gloves, neither one of which is he allowed to wear during the game. Uh, I think this is right from my Twitter, maybe. I, I posted on Twitter Before the game, I walked up to Odell, Dave, and I said, Odell, let me get a shot of the watch. And and this is not me because he actually gave me like a peace sign as he did it. Um, But he wears all that that we're showing on the screen right now. It's like a a purple elbow sleeve, purple and yellow gloves in the watch. He wears that just for pregame warmups. And then I witnessed after pregame warmups, I witnessed them taking the gloves off, taking the watch off, taking the arm sleeve off because he would get fined if he wore any of that during the game. So he has figured out a way to still get the buzz, still represent LSU, still get that free watch, I'm assuming, which reportedly was $2 million, and then not actually get in trouble by the NFL because what happens is, Dave, to take you back through the curtain a little bit, you go ahead You wear whatever. If your socks are down during pregame warm-ups, if you have anything that's illegal, they will tell you at the end of pregame warm-ups, and it's your job to get it corrected before the actual game starts. And so Odell's kind of figured out that loophole, if you will, which is fine, and he's benefiting from it. So that's a lot of things, a lot of takeaways, I guess, Dave. (laughs) You you asked, though. You asked, buddy. Boy, ask and ye shall receive. There is a lot to unpack there, my friend. Let's start with the watch because you know I love the Odell distraction. Only 10 of those Richard Meal watches were made. And yes, $2 million price tag for the Sapphire 5602. Uh, I don't mind the watch. I never have minded the watch because he's the arguably as talented a wide receiver as we've ever seen in the history of this game. And if you take away the spectacular one-handed grab and the 89-yard run, we are hammering Baker Mayfield this morning. I, too, did not think he played very well. He missed a lot of throws, 19 of 35. Frankly, I thought uh, the backup for the Jets 
played better football going 20 for 25 in relief of <laughs> of the starter there. And he came off the practice squad. Tough break for Trevor Simeon, an MRI on the ankle today. Um, Miles Garrett, as good as he was, three sacks, five leads the league, but two roughing the passer calls. I hate the calls. It's the wussification of America, but that's the deal. You're going to have to live with it. You're going to have to figure out how to make your way around that stupid NFL rule and the way it's enforced. But those three penalties, nine for 85 for the Cleveland Browns, that is problematic. 70 yards rushing for a running back and Nick Chubb that I think is among the top 10 in the league. They've got to show some more commitment to the run. They don't have a great offensive line that can protect Baker Mayfield. So ahead of this game, one of the big stories was Greg Williams, who had taken some shots at Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, they had gone back and forth in the media a little bit, but earlier this week, the D.C. Greg Williams had said, Odell who kind of joking and then really actually questioned whether or not he's a dynamic player, which is just a stupid observation, let alone a motivational tactic for OBG, OBJ. But give Beckham the high note. He actually took the high road here. Listen to Beckham afterwards. What was your feelings about what Greg Williams said the other day about he basically said he didn't think you were one of the league's most dynamic players? Who? Who's it? Oh. Um, no, nah, I mean, you know, everybody has the right to their own opinion. Um, he, he's a phenomenal coach. He, he's got a great defense, but um, I'm done talking about it, you know. We won, so, you know, I, I just try to make plays to help the team. Does that fuel you? What do you say? Uh, I mean, everything fuels me. Um, there's, there's nothing good, good comments about me, bad comments, everything fuels me. Um, I feel all of that, so. I just want to be the very best that I can. I'm, I'm going to work as hard as possible to be the very best that I can for this team, be the leader um, that I'm supposed to be, um, just just trying to do better. And boy, did he do better. Six for 161 and a touchdown. And the key there is Ross, not furthering the feud, taking the high road. He's a phenomenal coach. He's got a great defense. I'm done talking about it. Your thoughts? I love it. I love it. Thank you, Odell. I mean, what's wrong with being classy and taking the high road? I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you, Odell. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for doing that. I, you know, some may say, Dave, it was the 2.7 second interaction that Odell and I had before the game when I said, oh, yeah. Odell, can I get a picture of your watch real quick, which is on my Twitter, at Ross Tucker NFL not on Dave's Twitter at Dave Breaks TV. Hopefully, the show handle retweeted it at uh, RDC Home and Home. Maybe I had that influence on him. I don't. I don't know, Dave. I, I'll take credit for that. But no, I love that. You know, he let his performance do the talking. Okay, he had one of the best catches I've ever seen. By the way, Dave, do you know I was also on the sideline? for his first original catch like that against the Cowboys. I'm like Odell's good luck charm at MetLife Stadium with the one-handed catches in that end zone, uh, near that end zone in that corner of the stadium. It's unbelievable. Uh, so he's been great <laughs> for me, highly entertaining. Uh, and I just, I love that. Maybe I'm like old-fashioned. Maybe I'm conservative. I don't know what it means for me, Dave, but I love that he took the high road. He played very well. 
obviously, Greg Williams' comments about that's your opinion about Odell being dynamic and what did the Giants think, that's asinine. And I really like Greg Williams. I played for him in Buffalo in 03. I played for him in Washington in 07. I, I like him. He was good to me. I don't know why you would say that. I talked to him before the game last night. I didn't ask him about that. I asked him how his family's doing, and that's what you do. You ask you know, people you know about their family. But I didn't ask him about it. To say the, the whole, well, that's your opinion, he's dynamic, and ask what the Giants think, I didn't understand that at all. I mean, there's no dis- disputing the fact he's crazy dynamic. He's an unbelievable player. Look, there are plenty of ways to knock Odell if you want to knock Odell. Constantly injured, constantly playing the victim. But to question whether or not he's dynamic, that doesn't seem real smart to me at all. Odell showed once again he is very dynamic. He is such a special player. And I guess I understand the pregame stuff. I, I, I actually, Dave, I could go off on him in terms of Look at me, look at me in pregame warmups. I'm actually okay with it. I'm okay. He has figured out a way to to do both. What? Yeah. Wait, wait, you figured... have done a total freaking 180 on that. I was the one defending the watch and all the theatrics because he's the best wide receiver on the planet, and now you've come full circle? He did not wear the watch during the game. That's the difference. Pre-game warm-ups is one thing. He did not break any rule. He did not have the watch on as a distraction during the game. Look, you can see on our monitors here, for those of you that are able to watch the show, again, radio.com slash home or the radio.com app, he did not have the watch on during the game. I'm okay with that. If he wants to use pre-game warm-ups to promote whatever he wants to promote, And then during the game, he doesn't have it on. He follows the same rules everybody else does. He goes out. He balls out. He talks after the game and takes the high road. Well done, Odell. Well done. I I, I like it, Dave. He's actually acting. He's matured. At least we agree. At least we agree because we have not agreed on that very much. Since 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 Friday, he's matured. The only reason he didn't wear that watch in the game is because it was two million bucks. I'm quite certain, and I'm going to reach out to their reps, Richard Mills, see if we can have him on the show. There's no way he's going to wear a two million dollar watch in a game. I'm sure the company said, "Let's ease up on that one a little bit." Can we ask, they can got ask the you something, by the way? Can I can I ask something? What? what would you think about someone that bought a two million dollar watch? I am assuming that Odell doesn't buy that. They give it to him because they know how much branding he's going to get. And I don't even know if they give it to him to keep. You know, probably, but maybe they just give it to him. You you doubt that he gets to keep it? Yeah, I'm sure that is a loner. So you think this is like an Oscars red carpet thing where they let him wear certain clothes? So, okay. But let me ask this. Let's say you knew somebody that bought a $2 million Sapphire, whatever, um, you know, Richard Meal watch. How would you feel about them? I know one person on this planet who could afford that watch and he would not be caught dead on it. So it's hard for me to really make that determination. It's such a ridiculous purchase. I mean, you got to have 
you got to have hundreds of millions of dollars to own that watch. Odell Beckham Jr. does not have the cash to plunk down two million on a watch. Uh, you, I mean, it, it's nothing less than a douchey move. Would you agree? Uh, I, I, I would feel bad for that person. I would legitimately yeah. feel sorry for that person because I would feel like Dave, they live a shallow, hollow existence if they need to have a $2 million timepiece on their watch. I would also feel bad for them from a security standpoint because unless they had full-time security with them, I would be worried that some of the places I've been in my life, that somebody would take a butcher's knife yeah. and cut off their wrist. Like from here <laughs> up, $2 million, $2 million. That's like, I don't understand by the way, I know a guy, I won't say who it is, that gave their wife an engagement ring that's like $150,000, okay? Uh, and he's got a lot of money, and, and that's fine. I wouldn't do that either. I wouldn't want to have something on my wife's precious finger that says, hey, please rob me. Please, please cut my finger off and rip this thing off. I mean, what are we doing? What message are you trying to send Dave Briggs, because if you had a lot of money, I bet you'd do it. What message are you trying to send with a two million dollar watch? I mean, you're, you're, I would. You, you just said I would wear it if I had a lot of money. Look at the watch. If I'm you had a right. billion dollars, you'd probably life. do it. I have if the money to have a nice dollars, watch. You would do it. If I had a billion dollars, I would not do it. I would spend that on extra boat on an extra vacation house. <laughs> what time is it? Uh, it's tough time for the Cleveland Browns because look down the road, Ross Tucker, and the way they played last night, this question. They have the Rams at Baltimore, at San Francisco, home for Seattle, a bye, and at New England. Baker Mayfield, we both agree, played mediocre. Thought he was happy feet, missed a lot of throws. Offensive line doesn't protect him very well. Rams, Baltimore, San Francisco, Seattle, by New England. How many of those games did they win? Not many right now, I don't think. Uh, you know, I, I think that they probably, looking even at the first half of the year, I think they're looking at three and five. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Two, they're as good four, as four. the teams they're going against. I will say this. They have some big-time difference-making players in Miles Garrett and Odell Beckham Jr. Let me say one other thing about this game, because I don't know when we're moving on from this, and I haven't even gotten into the Jets portion of it yet. If you want, if you want to talk Jets, we can do it. But let me just say one other thing. I know they had nine penalties, but that's half of what they had in week one. So I guess that's progress. I just don't think very highly of either one of the coaches last night, Dave. I, I'm sorry, I don't. Freddie Kitchens, with two minutes left in the game, they're up by 20 points. The game has been over forever. First of all, he has Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, I'm sorry. He, has, he throws the ball to Odell Beckham Jr. late in the game. I have no idea why. And even after all the injuries we saw to Big Ben, to Breeze, to Trevor Simeon in that game, he has Baker Mayfield taking a sack and trying to fight off guys and getting slammed to the ground with a couple minutes left. I'm over on the Brown sideline, Dave, after they make Nick Chubb come off the field after he takes a big hit. He's in the, the medical tent 
getting evaluated for a concussion. He comes out of the tent. They hand him his helmet. Again, Brown's up 20, two and a half. No, it was a two-minute warning. It was literally the two-minute warning. They give him his helmet. He runs back out onto the field, and they give him another bone-rattling hit up the middle. Dave, what are we doing? What the hell are we? Are, are we that stupid? They just put Drew Stanton on IR. The backup quarterback for the Browns is Garrett Gilbert. Freddie Kitchens is a moron for not getting Garrett Gilbert any reps last night when he could have, and subjecting Baker Mayfield to injury risk. It's almost one thing if Baker's just handing the ball off, but you drop him back to pass, and he takes a sack and gets slammed down. Hold on. And then Hold on. Hold on. Provided Bill Belichick's a moron, he played Tom Brady late in a blowout against the Dolphins. So yes, same standard? he is too. Yes, he is too. I, I don't even think Bill Belichick's a moron. I think Bill Belichick's just that arrogant. I think Bill Belichick is just that. To have Tom Brady in the game when it's 36 nothing with three minutes left and you're throwing a touchdown pass to James White, I, it, it shows such a lack of class. Look, Bill Belichick lacks class. There, there's just no way around that. I, I personally look at that, but I also think that's very stupid. You know, on a screen pass, Dave, you're supposed to let the defensive lineman come in. What if one of those guys comes in and hits Brady? Like, what are you doing? And the backup quarterback, the backup running back for the Browns is Ernest Johnson yeah. because Kareem Hunt suspended and Dontrell Hilliard was out with a concussion. Why are you handing the ball off to Nick Chubb for yet another bone-rattling carry up the middle? I just that, – that strikes me as a situation where somebody in the organization needs to say to Freddie, Freddie, what are we doing? Why are these guys still in the game? Odell Beckham Jr., and you're throwing a pass to him over the middle where he gets hit? I mean, I just – you can't fix stupid, Dave. You can't – I mean, I, I don't know what it is. Are you with me on this or not? You're not chiming in. Well, there's not a whole lot of breath there to chime in, but I do look, I don't think we're privy to the conversations between starting quarterbacks and coaches. I thought one of the reasons I doubted Cleveland coming into the season was a bad offensive line and a first year head coach who was a running backs coach at this time last year. But I remember late in Peyton Manning's career when he was putting up record breaking numbers, Peyton Manning was not coming out of a football game. Even when he did with two minutes left, he was pissed. So coaches knew they had a lot to contend with. I'm not going to go ahead and, and make my judgment on that call. Adam Gase on the other side of this never had much faith in him as a head coach, never seen this offensive genius put in practice at all, and it's going to get a lot worse for the Jets. At New England, by at Philly, Dallas, New England. They lose every one of those games. It is time to think about next season, what deals they can make, and how they move forward. This season is over two weeks in for the Jets. We need a breaking news drop here on Home and Home, radio.com sports original, because we have just that. The New York football giants have decided to sit Eli Manning. Ross Tucker gets a winner here. Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones out of Duke is your starter 
for week three against the Bucks. Go ahead and take a bow, Tucker. No, I'm not going to do that. I don't need to do that. I We talked earlier that I am right and you are wrong. That's been established through the first month of the show. I don't need to belabor yeah. the point that it seems yeah. like every time I'm right and every time you're wrong, I wouldn't be that type of co-host. Uh, and by the way, this doesn't mean that this is the right move by the Giants. You were just suggesting you don't think it's the right move. We'll see. No, I think I it is the right move. I think that they were delaying the inevitable. I don't think they should have had Eli start at all. I think they should have not paid him $23.5 million this year for essentially two games. I think they should have made this move after they drafted Daniel Jones. You know, he started for three years at Duke. He's very bright. He's more ready to play than Dwayne Haskins or Kyler Murray or some of these other guys. They didn't need to play Eli for two games. This at least gives the Giants fans some hope. This at least gives the Giants fans something to build on for the future. They don't have a very good team. But with Jones and Saquon Barkley, they can at least see if they have two major pieces of the puzzle. If you look at the next two games against the Bucks, the Redskins, not exactly the 85 Bears on defense or either one of those two teams gives Daniel Jones a good chance for success. And I'll tell you this much right now. I bet you they win one of these two games, Dave. That's my call right now. I think Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes are going to play well. And I bet you they win one of these two games. I think they've got a good shot of beating Washington. It was just a abysmal organization from the top to the bottom. They do win that game. That game's at home in two weeks. I don't think they win at Tampa Bay. I think Todd Bull's defense has come a long, long way. And look at the way they bottled up the Carolina offense. They shut down Christian McCaffrey. They, he had no running room anywhere. They just said, hey, Cam Newton, try to beat us the way they will do to Danny Dimes. Let's close the books on Eli Manning's career. Maybe for some reason he gets another start. Maybe he has to come up and mop up duty. Boy, would that be sad to see. But Eli Manning. 116 and 116. Can you believe it? He is a 500 quarterback over the course of his 16-year career. Of course, he has two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, and the numbers, 362 touchdowns, 241 interceptions. Still say he is a Hall of Famer. Hard-pressed to find a sadder ending for a Hall of Fame quarterback than the way this is going to play out for Eli Manning watching the young kid develop. My thoughts go to Peyton, uh, to, excuse me, to Brett Favre, not Peyton Manning, of course, who went on a champion. Brett Favre, year number 20, who scrambled around on those last couple of years dangling. Would he return? Would he retire? He's in Minnesota Viking. He gets knocked out cold for the first time in his 20-year Hall of Fame career. That was the last play as a Vikings quarterback against the Bears. Are you sad the way it's going to end for Eli Manning? Um, I'm not sad because he's had a great run and because it's ending, I think, still a lot better than most guys end. Most guys, it goes out with an injury or with extremely poor performance. Eli wasn't horrific the first two games. He wasn't good. But this is sort of the natural evolution of an NFL franchise. It's the same thing that kind of happened when Kerry Collins, who took the Giants to a Super Bowl, gave way to Eli Manning, 
The difference is the Giants actually moved on from Kerry Collins that offseason because he didn't have an interest in being the bridge quarterback. I think the Giants should have done that with Eli. I mean, $23.5 million. They could have saved $17 million against the cap this year if they moved on from Eli for two games. For two games. Now, maybe you can argue that Eli being there all spring, all camp, that Daniel Jones has learned a lot from him and that Eli will be a good mentor for the rest of this season. And maybe that's the case. But that's not worth $23.5 million to me, Dave. So, no, I'm not sad. It's nice when guys can ride off into the sunset like his brother. But he's had a terrific, terrific career. And I'm glad that he's going to leave without having a losing record. Instead, he is dead 500, 116 and 116 as a starting quarterback for the G-Men. I would guarantee you Eli Manning will be a guy to help along Daniel Jones. That is one player I've watched, I've interviewed numerous times over the course of his career, and I've also had the opportunity to socialize with Eli Manning off the field to kind of get a, a sense of what kind of human being he is. And I got to tell you, no matter what you think of the player, Eli Manning is a terrific young man. I thought week five would have been a good spot for Daniel Jones. I would like to see him have a full complement of healthy wide receivers. And right now, Golden Tate suspended, Sterling Shepard, and Cody Lattimore in concussion protocol. Gotta look for that tight end, Evan Ingram. If you own him in fantasy, you are psyched. Let's get some reaction here on Home and Home. From the home market of the New York Giants, some WFAN, Joe at Evans' instant reaction to Eli Manning, the future Hall of Famer, taking a seat in week three. Now, let's take a break from the Jets for a second, because we do have breaking news. The New York football Giants have officially announced that Daniel Jones will be the starting right. quarterback on Sunday. And they should. And, and to be very honest with you, bro, I think it's the right move. I, I, why waste any more time? It was, it's inevitable. And why not do it now? And I don't think the, the why is that important. The bottom line is he's doing it. I agree. I think the time is now. I mean, yeah. do it. Of course. But Eli Manning's record falling to 500 may have a lot to do I, with I this. think you're right about that. They why? don't want to see Eli end his career with a losing no. record. Well, why bother? Yep. And I, look, the other day, Pat Shermer opened the door up by not fully committing to Eli Manning starting for this team. And I think what's become painfully obvious through two weeks, not to blame Eli Manning. It's not the reason they're 0-2. But it makes you think, why the hell did you bring this guy yeah, back? Absolutely. I mean, why? Because this, right. this isn't good for Eli was better off not being back on this team. We knew coming into this year, this was probably not going to be a, a stellar year for the New York Giants. We had that idea. And so two weeks into the season, with it not being Eli Manning's fault, no one's saying it is. No, of course Now not. he's going to sit his derriere on the bench yep. for the rest of the season. Yep. Does beg the question, Ross Tucker, was this managed, mismanaged the entire way? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was mismanaged yeah. going back to Ben McAdoo. You know, when Ben McAdoo yeah. benched Eli and ruined the streak he had. I mean, it's, yeah. it is really poor. For them to ruin the streak for one week and then go back to Eli after they got such a negative reaction about it, Eli should have still had at least that consecutive game streak this offseason. I mean, we could go back and say that they should have drafted Darnold 
instead of Saquon Barkley. But I don't know that Darnold has proven that yet. That remains to be seen. And frankly, if Daniel Jones ends up being a really good quarterback, nobody will say that. Nobody will feel that way because Saquon, we know, is a tremendous player. And if Daniel Jones is good, then who cares? I mean, the, the, the bottom line, though, is, you know, they wasted a bunch of money on Eli Manning this year. And maybe it's kind of a, a going away part, a point, you know, gift, a whatever you want to call it. But there was no reason to pay Eli that much money for two games. And maybe he would have preferred the chance to be somewhere else. I don't know. Although he does have a no trade clause. So they would have had to have cut him unless he was willing to take the trade. Let's just float this. Is there anyone that could use Eli Manning's service? Is there any way you could see him going somewhere else this final season and trying to help a team make a playoff run? There are several teams in the market for a quarterback. I don't think so. Who would be those teams? I, I you know, I, I don't really see Jacksonville doing it with, nope. you know, Foles coming back in six weeks or whatever. I don't think they'll trade him to the Jets. You know, Darn will be back <laughs> in a couple weeks with that's Mono. That's where I wanted you to go. Uh, that's where I wanted you to go. That's with not the Jets because they're now on the, they're now on their third string quarterback. No, I, that was just a, a fun one. All the teams, I think, without a quarterback, you're right. I, I can't imagine anyone making that move. I don't know who he would actually make a better team. Certainly not Pittsburgh. They believe in Mason, uh, uh, and I don't know. Certainly not New Orleans. They believe in Teddy. Yeah, I don't think so. This is it. This is going to be the way his career ends. I agree. I think he'll retire after the year. Maybe <sighs> not. Maybe I, maybe it surprised me, but I think this is it for Eli Manning. God, it, it is sad to see it come to an end. All right, so Eli Manning to the bench and the top trending story in the United States of America on Twitter is Daniel Jones and all the way down there at number six. Danny Dimes. So Daniel Jones and Danny Dimes, two of the trending topics on Twitter. Sad ending for the career of Eli Manning. We do agree he is a Hall of Fame quarterback. We're going to go to a quick break here on Home and Home. When we come back, we're going to talk about another major quarterback change, the biggest in all likelihood because Drew Brees sidelined for at least six weeks. Can Teddy Bridgewater keep the Saints in playoff contention, give them a chance at a Super Bowl after Breeze recovers from thumb surgery. We'll go to the home market of the New Orleans Saints, WWL in New Orleans after a quick break. Was a sideline confrontation foreshadowing all-world corner Jalen Ramsey's exit from Jacksonville, it would appear that now is what's going to happen with Ramsey, who has asked for a trade from the Jacksonville Jaguars. After the confrontation with the head coach, Ramsey was angry that they didn't challenge a catch that he thought was not a catch. Clearly, Ramsey was looking to talk his way out of Jacksonville. They have spoken with interested teams. There is no current plan to trade him. They are seeking at least a first-round draft pick. Back in the day... In the summer, Ramsey was asked where he would like to play other than Jacksonville someday. He was talking with Taylor Lewan and Will Compton and said his ideal playing situation would be in Nashville, where, where of course, Lewan plays and where 
or Las Vegas, where the Raiders are set to move in 2020. Interesting side note, Bleacher Report put this story breaking on Instagram, and who other than his good friend DeAndre Hopkins liked it, leading to some speculation that they would hook up. Let's just squash that right away. Houston does not have the draft capital to go after Jalen Ramsey. What is your takeaway from the way Ramsey is talking his way out of Jacksonville, Ross? Well, you know, I, there's a couple things. Number one, I thought that that interaction between he and Doug Marone on the sideline Sunday was very telling, not just for Jalen Ramsey's reaction and Doug Marone's reaction, but for how the other defensive backs, I mean, I can't remember which guy it was. It might have been Ronnie Harrison stood up and basically pointed to Doug Marone like, get out of here. I mean, I, I just, I think times, Dave, they are a changing. Maybe I'm just old. I don't know. But it's pretty incredible when you think about how these guys are, are acting. It's a little foreign to me. It's not something I would have been able to do. But these guys are all much better players than I was. It's, you know, 10, 15 years later now at this point. And I think they're recognizing that they have the power to be able to force certain things. Although they play Thursday night against the Titans. And as of right now, he's not traded. Makes you wonder if they're going to try to get one more game out of him before they trade him. Because it'd be weird timing to not have him now for this week. But it seems like the Jags are very open to it. I think because of his personality, he's not a guy they want to invest in for the long haul and give a lot of money to. I guess we can uh, agree or disagree as to whether or not that's a smart move by the team. It's a little bit surprising to me, for sure. If you think about it, it is so hard to get truly difference-making players. And to trade one away... Are you going in the right direction of winning when you trade those guys yeah. away? You know, I mean, obviously the Giants kind of did that with Odell Beckham Jr. Now it would be the Jags doing it with Jalen Ramsey. But what, what's happened is, is guys have realized if they just cause enough of a ruckus, they're able to basically get out of there. But that doesn't mean they necessarily go where they want to go. I don't know that Odell wanted to go to Cleveland, but that's where he is now. Yeah, look, wide receivers – cornerbacks, when they are top five, top 10, when they are elite, they are also pains in the asses. Jalen Ramsey is. He doesn't like playing a lot of zone there in Jacksonville. That's part of the problem. He wants to man up. He wants to lock somebody down the way he does against DeAndre Hopkins. You saw this trend starting a little bit with Jadevian Clowney and Houston had the franchise tag, did not report. And what did he do? He instrumented himself up to Seattle in a much better situation where you could argue they have a shot in the NFC. I think it is open to the Seahawks to have a chance to play for the Super Bowl. And then you saw it, of course, the ugly side of players getting themselves out of situations with Antonio Brown. And A.B. clearly didn't want to be in Oakland. Not sure what the reason was. Maybe he just didn't like John Gruden. Maybe he didn't like Derek Carr, but he talked his way out of there straight into the class organization in the NFL and a chance to win a Super Bowl. You are spot on. The NFL is becoming a little bit like the NBA. It certainly feels like the power of the players is at an all-time high. So where does he go from here? 
Look, a first-round pick for Jalen Ramsey, that sounds like a, certainly a deal a lot of teams would make. We don't know if Jacksonville wants two ones or a one and a two. We know they at least want a first-round plus. Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, was asked about Ramsey and uh, moves the Cowboys may or may not make on WF, uh, WFAN this morning. Excuse me. Um, can't remember the, the station, but uh, our, our friends down. The fan, 105.3, the fan in Dallas. Yeah, I'm all over. All of our radio.com. Hey, here, here's it, Dave. You know what I've learned so far doing this show? Yeah. If you're not sure, just say the fan. <laughs> I mean, right. it's the fan in Cleveland. It's the fan in New York. It's the, it's well, WFAN. It's the fan in Dallas. So when in doubt, yeah. just say the fan. Or just say the city, because I don't know anybody listening or watching that really cares that much if you get the exact name of the station right. Just go down to our station in Dallas, because if someone wants to listen to it on the radio.com app, all you have to do is put in Dallas anyway, and it'll show up. This is true. So without further ado, here's Jerry Jones. What? Jerry, whether it was uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, Jalen Ramsey's in the news, do you guys have the financial ability to add a, a top five pick from the past who wants a big contract extension? Can you do that given your own re-signing issues? Yes. I assume you're asking, is it possible to do? Do we? Can we do that? Yes. Uh, well, that is what you're asking. The better still, can you do that without letting a player go next year that's better than the one you're adding? I don't know about that. You might be, by stretching out here and getting a player, it might prevent you from getting a player that's on this roster right now next year. All right, so Jerry Jones never going to close off any moves, certainly not going to close the door entirely on Jalen Ramsey. Uh, it should be interesting. Any reaction there to Jerry, Ross, before we move? Well, it's it's interesting. There are certain teams, the Cowboys, the Eagles, among them, that I think that they get involved in every conversation. Even Melvin Gordon, yeah. the Eagles reportedly made a trade from a trade offer for Melvin Gordon, which was not a very good trade offer. No. It was like we'll swap mid round picks, we'll give you Jordan Howard, and you guys Jordan pay Howard. most of Melvin Gordon's salary, which was hilarious. But really, yeah. if you are an NFL team. You should be in on all these conversations, right? I mean, you yeah. should be having these discussions and trying to figure out what's best for your team. And maybe you can get a, a desperate offer. Frankly, any team trying to trade anybody should call the Houston Texans based on their trade for Duke Johnson, their trade for Laramie Tunsil. That'd be the first guy I would call. My my buddy Bill O'Brien would be the – I'd have him on speed dial if I was trying to make any trade. We'll see what happens with Ramsey. He says he likes the Raiders. Yeah, that's an interesting one because I can see the Raiders doing that. You know, they like the big splashes. <laughs> they no longer have Antonio Brown. Let's bring in another troubled guy. Let's bring in another guy that's a headache. You know, we might as well. It's been seven days since we had a headache on our roster. Let's get one back in here. I could absolutely see. Gruden make a move for Jalen Ramsey. And let's be honest, Gruden does need a superstar player, a big name to sell some jerseys. And he likes that idea. The TV side of John Gruden 
is attracted to flames. Like he can't resist reaching out and touching a hot stove. He loves the damn hot stove. He can't stay away from it. Or else why would he trade away Khalil Mack, a class act and one of the best players in the league? Why would he go after Antonio Brown? They need a star. They need to put some butts in seats in Vegas, and maybe that's the move. Tennessee, perhaps they could go after him. I'm just saying no to Houston. Yeah, there's nothing Bill O'Brien won't try, but they have no draft capital. They traded it all away for Laramie Tunsil. There's not a whole lot left there. I quickly want to touch on the New Orleans uh, situation with Drew Brees out. What we believe is six weeks, though Sean Payton says a second opinion is coming. And now Teddy Bridgewater, the highest paid backup quarterback in the league, over $7 million a year, is the most important backup quarterback in the league. I think we're going to see a lot of Taysom Hill, just my prediction. I think he is a terrific, uh, interesting, dangerous young player. May not be the starter, but I think you're going to see a lot more of him. Can the Saints stay in contention and have a shot six weeks from now? I think they can. I think as long as they go three and three, maybe even two and four, Dave, that they can hang. You look, Seahawks will be tough, Cowboys, but they got the Bucks at home, at the Jaguars, at the Bears, against the Cardinals. They could easily go three and three, four and two before Breeze comes back after the bye week potentially, although he's supposedly getting a third opinion today. And be in contention. So, yes, I also think, and I don't think he's the answer, but I think this gives them a chance to see if Teddy Bridgewater can be the heir apparent to Drew Brees. And I think you're right. I think we'll see even more Taysom Hill. And maybe Sean Payton will get the sense that maybe Taysom Hill will be the guy that could be the heir apparent to Drew Brees. They're really getting a snapshot of both Bridgewater and Taysom Hill over the next six to eight weeks. They'll stay in contention, and then Breeze comes back. I mean, honestly, I don't want to say this is a positive, but it's not a negative. It's not that much of a negative. I mean, with their schedule, they should be fine, and that's not good for home field advantage or whatever, but it's not the worst thing that ever happened to the long-term interests of the New Orleans Saints. All right, before we go, uh, Pat Shermer says Eli Manning was disappointed, but he said he would be what he's always been, a good teammate and continue to prepare to help his team win games. We started this game with the sideline perspective of Ross Tucker at a Monday night game between the Browns and the Jets. The one-handed catch, the 89-yard touchdown on the $2 million watch. We need your perspective before we go of the press box booth. Not bad. Much, much better than it had been for week four of the preseason I liked – I got three pieces. You're watching the video for people who are watching. It was barbecue chicken, mac and cheese. I didn't have any mac and cheese. I didn't have any green beans. What I did was I threw the three pieces of barbecue chicken on a huge bed of lettuce. Now, watch this move right here. There's some controversy as I reached in for an oatmeal raisin oh. cookie right there. There's some controversy there. I, I went oatmeal raisin for you. Here's the issue, Dave. It had nuts in it. Nuts with oatmeal raisins, not good. It ruined it. I was giving your darn oatmeal raisin a shot, and the nuts made it worse. The snickerdoodles to the right were good. The chocolate chip was good. A lot of people were getting on me for not using the tongs there when I grabbed the cookie. Let me just tell you something, okay? I don't want to use the tongs that everybody else uses that's sick and whatever – 
You put my hands where everybody else's dirty, grimy hands are. I grabbed the first cookie, didn't touch anything else, much more sanitary and safe for me than getting sick from the tongs everybody else uses. I'm on the next level. Don't criticize me for my lack of tong use. I'm, I'm thinking of this thing 10 moves ahead, people. Don't you use the tongs for the chicken and the lettuce and the mac and cheese? The servers serve that stuff. The only thing you grab yourself uh, is the dessert, is the cookies. I got it. All right, that'll do it for us on a busy football day. Happy birthday, Patrick Mahomes, who turns 24 today. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.